bless you all in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And we've had such a fantastic Skype fellowship with really wonderful sharings from everybody. And God really is at work and he's showing us. I want you to take your Bible to 1 John chapter 2. And uh, I'll go there in a minute. And, you know, God really wants us to keep our focus and you know there's been sharings about not being distracted you know because there's so many distractions that can come in on us you know through the different circumstances situations and the enemy wants to get your focus off god he wants you to have your focus on your circumstances situations how are we going to do this how are things are going to happen all oh, this problems come up but we're not to consider those things you know abraham didn't consider his circumstances and nor are we but we're to consider the promises of god we can we're to consider what god can do what god is able to do those that know their god shall be strong and do exploits you know we we can do amazing things god is at work in us and he is a mighty god we got to give him some more credit what he can do we got to recognize the authority that he's given to us in Christ Jesus, that we've got Holy Spirit, we've got the scriptures that make us wise unto salvation, and we just need to keep our focus, guys. No matter what's going on, no matter what is not going on, that can also be a distraction. You might think, well, not a lot is happening, you know? I'm not seeing anything happen, I'm not seeing the fruit. Well, you know, when you put a seed in the ground, that seed doesn't come straight out of the ground it goes down first and then it's got to push through the dirt to come up so there's a time and there's a season and the scriptures also say those that sow in tears shall what reap in joy so we need to know these wonderful promises we need to know that you know there's a time there's a purpose there's a season and god is faithful to his word all we have to do is be faithful trusting in his word we have to be faithful trusting him the living one true god that we have got that direct access do you believe that you've got that direct access to your heavenly father through what jesus christ accomplished see there's one thing believing in a thing and there's another thing knowing a thing and when we know a thing it's because of experience so the point is you know we can believe in something and we can know something see it's by experience by our walk with the father knowing that when we pray to him he's answered our prayer and then god moves us up the levels as we go to him in our situations so you know god wants us to know that we know that we know and it's through that experience and that walk with god that trust in the father that prayer to the father and still the enemy tries to trick us out still the enemy tries to get our eyes off the situation but we got to remember he is a defeated foe okay he is under the feet of jesus christ so he's under our feet when we take our authority in christ when we recognize who we truly are and even though we live in this world we are not of this world and i wanted you to go to first john because god was showing me some things that really blessed my heart when i was reading the scriptures like i told you i read the scriptures i go through them as god directs me and shows me then i get inspired to go to other scriptures and this is what god has put in my heart and in first john chapter 2 and in verse 15 and 16 we read it says love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father 
but is of the world. Well, we know we got the love of God residing in us in that Holy Spirit, so it must be talking about our focus, our mind, and where we set our affections. We know in Corinthians, uh, sorry, Colossians, it says, set your affections on things above, not on the things of this earth. So that there's three areas where the enemy will attack the believer. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And I'll show you from the scriptures that what I'm saying is just correct. If you go to Genesis chapter 3, we're going to have a look at some scriptures tonight. This is how God was working in me. Genesis chapter uh, 3, verse 6. And it's talking about Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve in the garden, and the tempt to come, and in verse 6 it says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took off the fruit and did eat, and gave also unto her husband, and he did eat. So the enemy showed Eve that the tree was, what? Good for food, the lust of the flesh. Eve saw it was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes. And Eve desired to be wise, right? The pride of life. She wanted this knowledge. She wanted this wisdom, which she thought she could be like God, you know? So instead of God being the source of supply, they become their own source. They relied on the senses. They lost that spirit connection with God. And um, But like someone was just sharing, that God is so patient. God had a plan. He had something instead for us. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus just being baptized by John in the river Jordan. He came out, and as he came up, the Spirit descended upon him. He heard a voice saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now you would have thought with the Spirit coming upon Jesus, there would be great revival there, miracles, signs, and healings and wonders straight away because he received the Spirit. No, it says the Spirit led him up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Mm. Right? In, in Matthew 4, 1, it says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. Well, I'm hungry after four hours, let alone 40 uh, days and 40 nights. And it says, And when the tempter come to him, he said... If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he, Jesus, answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, or proceed in out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. Verse 6, And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. So we can see there the devil using the scripture deceitfully, right? And the devil knows the scripture, and he still uses it deceitfully through people today. And verse 7 it says, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And the devil taketh him up, verse 8, into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then 
said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came to minister him. You know, Jesus didn't command the angels to come to him, they came to minister to him. Right? And so we see that Jesus was in the wilderness, he was hungry after fasting for 40 days. The tempter came to Jesus, tempting him, saying, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be turned bread. See, there was no sin in being tempted, and there was no sin in Jesus being hungry. The temptation was how Jesus would satisfy his need. Okay, whether he was going to be God-dependent or use his authority in the wrong way. So, what is it when you have a need that is legitimate need? But the enemy wants you to satisfy it in an illegitimate way. You know, doing things in our own way, doing things by the carnal mind, not going to God first, not seeking his heart and his will. But sometimes we're challenged, we're tempted because we may have situations coming on. We, we may have lack, we may have an illness, we may have trouble within the family. And in those times of pressure, we could either react to the situation in our five senses or we seek the father's heart and his wisdom and what he wanted wants us to do the enemy he wants to trick you out he wants you to rely and be dependent upon yourself and it reminded me when kim was talking about the boxing that danny when he went to boxing when he first started going boxing he would stand up straight and when the other boxer would punch him he would lean back which is a natural reaction but the trainer taught Danny that he needed to lean forward and come into the punches and weave okay so it was it was a he had to train himself to do that train himself to come against his five senses of stepping back and trying to get his head out of the way to actually getting his head forward and coming up and coming to the side to the left or to the right or underneath the punches and so it takes discipline you know, it takes discipline to go to God in every situation. It takes discipline to go to God for your answers and to look for him. See, and the devil also showed Jesus the kingdom of the world and the glory of them. And said, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. So the enemy will always tempt you where you're compromised with your integrity. So we need to be strong. We need to keep focus. And that's why it's so important that, you know, your prayer life is a key, right? Praying by the Spirit, speaking in tongues much praying with your understanding casting all your cares to him because he cares for you you know being anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication you know with thanksgiving we let our request be made known to god now the natural reaction the five senses reaction is to start to worry after we prayed yeah. we got to train ourselves to keep is to refuse those thoughts in yeah. you know we take we take no thought we don't take those thoughts on we don't give them room and god doesn't want us to be distracted so we train ourselves by saying what god says by thinking what god says just like Danny had to train himself to lean forward into the punches when the natural reaction was to lean back to get out of the way of the punches. And so he, once he got into the rhythm of training and doing that way, then he was very good and going straight into the punches but avoiding them at the same time because that's how he was taught. That's how he was trained. That's how he disciplined. Day in, day out. We took him in the morning. He trained with the professionals. 15 years old we took him in the morning he trained for three hours 
come back home, back in the evening, train for another hour and a half. And we'd done that every day of the week apart from a Wednesday, didn't we? Mm. And he'd done that for a solid year and come ver- and became very skillful because he was dedicated to learn. He was dedicated that he wanted to be a good boxer. And if we want to be great believers, if we, you know, we got to go to God, we got to be disciplined. God has to be 100% first, not our idea of how we think God wants us to be. Someone put on uh, Facebook, let's get back to the pure word of God. And the thought that comes to my mind was, according to whose interpretation, yours or somebody else's interpretation? See, you've got to allow God to work in you. You've got to allow God to open up those scriptures too. Yes, you have aids in the sense of Hebrew, Greek, uh, figures of speeches, uh, mannerism, customs of the Bible, all those things. But allow God to guide you in those situations. Allow God to take you to the scriptures. If that's what he shows you to do, that's what he puts in your heart. And, you know, um, it's through that relationship you know when God's showing you to do something. You know when God's showing you to either speak forth his word or to explain from the scriptures. You know, just like they did in Thessalonica, they were more, sorry, the, the barons were more noble and those in Thessalonica in that they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Anything that we teach here, you can search the scriptures whether those things are so. And if you're searching to prove it wrong, then you can easily find it. You can make the Bible say exactly what you want it to say. Okay, you can make it say what you want to say. That's why we got so many churches, so many uh, denominations around the world, so many different factions and fractions of it. And that's why we got Holy Spirit. You know, we, we won't be deceived if we're in a relationship with God that we're going to the living God. We're asking him to show us. We're asking him to teach us. And, you know, we will be filled. You know, and then we put into practice what we are learning and we prove the word to ourselves. We prove what we're learning. And from that will come through as we are faithful into doing those things. Jesus, when he was led in, sorry, when he went into the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he was, he knew what he had to face. He knew what he was going through. He read the scriptures. He knew what he was going to go through, the challenges and the joy that was also set before him. And he had a problem with it. He struggled with that. He had to go into prayer to the Heavenly Father. God had that recorded so that we can see that. His will was not to go through with it, but he said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. There's, there might be things that you know God wants you to do, but your will is superseding the will of God in your heart and what you know you should do. So that's why we go to God and we say, Father, look, you know, I don't really see this or I see it, but I don't want to do it. I don't know what people will say about me. I don't want to know if people will speak about me or if I say this thing that they turn against me. If you know it's right and you know it's from the Heavenly Father, then you need to be bold to speak it or do it, whatever God is showing you. And, you know, and it's and Jesus said to the to the disciples, these guys were with him all the time. The Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They were with the Messiah, the son of the living God, the chosen one, our Lord and Savior. They spent time with him and they couldn't even watch with him one hour while he went and prayed. And when he come back to him, he said, look, you know, watch and pray that you went to not into what temptation. What was Jesus led into? Temptation. He defeated the enemy in those temptations, right? He said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We may be willing to do the will of God, but when you're putting the challenges to do it, will you do it? Will you allow your uh, flesh to dominate? Or will you allow 
the spirit of God to lead you and inspire you and to be the dominant thing in your life. If you go to Romans chapter 13, we're going to read some more records here. You know, really, it's so important that we use the ability that God has given us. We see on the day of Pentecost the change in Peter when he received Holy Spirit. We see that days before that he was behind closed doors for fear of the Jews. But then he got this newfounded boldness and he stood up and he spoke because he knew God was working. He knew it via the Spirit in him and what God was energizing in him. He was bold. I mean, he was really bold. And he stood up in front of everyone. And then he declared what God put in his heart and he spoke forth the scriptures God brought to his mind. And he also said many other words. And then there were those that gladly received his word. These were the ones that continued. These were the ones that followed in the apostles' doctrine what God was working in their hearts to speak forth to these guys. And these guys all got blessed. These guys got saved. They got born again. They were having favor with all the people. They were of one heart. They were of one mind. Because God is a God of order. There was godly order there, but it was led by the Spirit of God working in those apostles. And all the great things that God was doing, that outpouring of Holy Spirit, they all saw the manifestation of that Spirit fire as the speaking in tongues. So God is really at work, and he moves with signs, miracles, and wonders. And they follow those, those that believe. And when we're truly believing, we're not believing man-made doctrines and what people are trying to shove down our throat and telling us what we've got to believe. But we're using that freedom, that liberty, where we've been made free in Christ. And we're going to God. We're using our connection. We're praying. We're asking God to guide us. We're asking God to give us inspiration. God will give us answers through the scriptures. God will give us answers through another believer. God will also give us answers directly to our hearts. He will also give us what to say in the time we need to say it to inspire faith and build up the believers in front of us. And there's no formats with God apart from his format, which is that he's at work in you, both to will and to do of your, his good pleasure. When we do what we know to do and what God is working in our hearts, we won't be distracted. And it starts with a decision. You decide that you are going to do what the living God is working in your heart to do, that you're going to speak what the living God is working in your heart to speak. When you make that decision, I'm telling you, God will start to reveal to you the things that you need to know and understand. There was a lot of things I didn't understand before, but when I got humble with God and said, Father, look, I really want the truth. I don't want any watered-down doctrines. I'm fed up of being told I need to do this, and then when I start doing that, someone else comes along and tells me, no, you're believing wrongly. And then I go there, then I end up in confusion. I know that you're not the God of confusion, but you're a God of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. It's a personal decision, guys. You know, you will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can't blame, well, it was him that taught me that, and it was him that taught me that. You cannot make wrong decisions with God because you've got the Holy Spirit. And when you are in relationship with God and you're going to him, he will guide you into the all truth. He will show you what's right and what's wrong. And then the only way that you'll know what's right is wrong is when you put it to the test, baby. You've got to put the word to practice. You've got to put it to the test. You've got to prove God in your life. Prove him in your, to yourself. You know, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. And then you'll become fully persuaded. Paul says, I know whom I have believed 
and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which he's committed to me against that day. Hmm. So we've got to be fully persuaded in our minds. If you're not fully persuaded, you'll stagger like a drunken man. But we also got to know our enemy, and we've got to know how he works. And God reveals that enemy through his scriptures, and we can see how he works. And we also got to know that we have authority over him. And in Romans 13, uh, verse 12, it says, The night is far, far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Verse 13, Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in right, rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the what? Flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. See, when our, when our eyes is single, when our mind is focused, you know, we'll have that peace. And that peace is what passes the understanding of God to our hearts and minds to know and discern what's right and wrong. You know, we got the gift of Holy Spirit and we can discern what is right and wrong. Okay, we can receive word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning the spirits from God. Okay, we need to operate in these man- in, in the manifestations of Holy Spirit. The manifestation of word of knowledge is your operation of the God-given ability where God may by reveal to you you go to God for your answers if you're not knowing about situation you ask God to reveal it and he may reveal it to you if you need to know it and he will show you if you need to know it <laughs> he'll show you where devil spirits are operating he'll show you where people are bringing in other things their own agendas their own doctrines you can know and he'll show you from the scriptures also and so this is what I was reading through the, and it just really blessed me you know, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ put on that word in your mind use the, the, the spiritual ability the, the Christ in you the hope of glory Jesus Christ went directly to the Father for his answers he always did the Father's will he spoke what the Father gave him to speak and that's how we're supposed to walk if we're going to see these things happen if we're going to see this, the dead raised up and the blind eyes open, and the lame to walk, and the lepers clean, then that's how we're going to have to walk. Jesus Christ showed you how to walk. He showed me how to walk. I can read that in the Gospels. We can also see the replication of that through the book of Acts, through those that trusted and believed God. In Galatians chapter 5, let's go there. Galatians chapter 5. It says in verse 16, This I say then, this is what Paul was saying, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that ye would. But if you are led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lefishiousness, <laughs> idolatry, anything before God, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, verse 21, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such alike. All those little words make a great word study, by the way. 
and, and such like, of the which I tell you before, and I have told you in times past, that they which do things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But, in contrast to that, the fruit of the Spirit, we're talking about, we've been talking about love as well. The fruit of the Spirit is love, right? Now, the fruit of the Spirit is cultivated by walking by the Holy Spirit. If you're not walking by that Holy Spirit, you're not going to cultivate fruit of the Spirit. Mm. When you've got fruit of the Spirit, no matter what comes against you, you'll have great peace, you'll have great love, you'll have great joy. You'll be able to say, Father, forgive them, for they know what, not what they do. You'll have joy in the midst of tribulation. You'll have that peace in the time of persecution. You'll have that long-suffering, that gentleness, that goodness, that faith, that meekness to do the will of God, the temperance, the self-control. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. You crucify it, man. That old man nature of yours is dead. We don't need to resurrect it. It's dead. And we got to reckon it dead. The life that I lived before I got born again, I don't even recognize it. I don't recognize it. I, and when someone says to me that I've met from a part, oh, remember you used to be like this? Like, I don't even recognize I'm like, what? I never used to be like that, did I? <laughs> and, and because I've been walking with God uh, according to my understanding and ability and, and faithfully as best as I can all these years, and I've been changing. We're going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. There was things that I believe now that I didn't believe back then. And the more I stay humble to the Father, the more he opens it up, his understanding to me of the scriptures. I'm like, wow, man, Father, this is just absolutely amazing. Like, we're God's tapestry. You know, I was going through the scriptures on that as well. And that, you know, God has a perfect plan for your life. He has a perfect plan for my life. And all we have to do is stay in the will of God. And how do we stay in, in the will of God? Yeah, we stay in... The Word of God, the Scriptures, the Holy Scriptures, but we are to be led by the living God, that Spirit of God in Christ in us. We're to walk and copy and be a tupos, an example of Jesus Christ, following his example, like the apostles before us. And they were examples to other believers of how you should be walking. You know, and there's no law to that either. It's just a decision you make that, Father, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to speak forth what you put in my heart. And if people think that I don't go to the scriptures, well, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm very bold to declare I go to the you know, you, you know I, I need to go to the scriptures. I want to see what I can learn from that. Learn from the life of the believers. Learn from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Old Testament was written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. We can see what these people endured, right? But I'm living today also, and God is still working today. God still is a living God today. He's doing things that you don't even know about, that I don't even know about. And his, he has a timetable for things. And he's a faithful God, and he's got mighty works for us. And if we're arguing over doctrine or how it should be or how it shouldn't be you're not going to walk in what God's called you to walk in you're not going to see the glory of what God wants you to manifest and have and experience and to know not just believe in we all believe in signs, miracles and wonders right? Mm. but I want to know them and I do know them 
And so that makes my faith strong and steadfast in those areas. Because not do I just believe in it, I've experienced it. I've seen it. And that's why I'm so blessed I'm going back to India. Because these guys are moving very faithfully out there. And there's great rapid growth and increase. Constantly new areas open up every day. I'm not saying they're better than us, but I know that they're, pro- they're, they're proving their walk. By their fruits you shall know them. Yes, not just the fruits of people, but also the fruit that comes from them as individuals. And that's where the real test of the fruit is, is what is manifesting from you. What words come out of your mouth? What are your actions? How do you treat other people? How do you put God first? You know, people can see that in your life. And none of us are perfect, you know. We are not perfect, but in the spirit we are. And that's where we need to line our minds up with that spirit of God in us. It's God in Christ in you. And when we got that right focus, then God will energize. He will open up great doors for us. And it says in verse 24, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. No, there's living in the spirit and there's walking in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. That thing, that word vain is empty. Let us not be desirous of empty glory. Well, what are you going to glory in? Where's your works? Like Jason was saying. Provoking one another, envying one another. Oh, you're not teaching the right thing there. You've got to come back and you've got to rightly divide the word. Or you've got to only speak by the Spirit. No, look, God is working in you. Allow him to direct you. Don't let anyone direct you. We're to be God-directed, we're to be God-led, and we're to do the things that he puts in our heart. Ephesians 2, 3 says, Among whom also we all had our conversation or behavior in times past, in the what? The lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, what you see, right? And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We are not the children of wrath if you've got holy spirit you're not the children of wrath we're not to live like that in our conduct in our manner of life in our living in our speaking you know ephesians is an absolutely fantastic book it's the greatest revelation given to the church i liked how watchman knee broke it up and divided it into sit walk stand we're seated in the heavenlies all right, chapters one through to three, and then chapters four and five was your uh, sit, your walk. Chapters four and five, how to conduct yourself, how to put your focus on God, how to walk in love, how to speak the truth in love, how to be imitators of God. And then it goes all the way there to Ephesians chapter six, where it says, having done all, having done all what? What it says in four and five, recognizing who you are in your seated position, and then renewing your mind and putting on the truth and walking by the spirit what it says in ephesians 4 there's things that we can do we can put our fly in all right like it says in uh, chapters 4 and 5 and having done all those things then we stand we stand no matter what the enemy throws at us we are unmovable we're to gird up our loins we're to put on that breastplate of righteousness and we're to hold forth that word of god with boldness and that's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to just be doing inreach all the time. This is a time we come together now. When you come to a fellowship, you're coming there for spiritual enlightenment, edification, and to be encouraged and to hear the voice of God, what he's encouraging now. 
and then we're supposed to take that and move with that as God directs us and opens the doors for us we're to preach forth the gospel of Christ as God opens the door to us not as we desire if that was the case then Peter and John on the way to the temple would have stopped and healed all the other people that were there but they were on the way to the temple to pray and then God showed them this guy silver and gold have I none but such as I have and then 5,000 was added to the church it's a walk by the spirit with the living God today guys all the rest will be unveiled to you as you go to him here show you what to do here show you what he wants you to see here put it in your heart where to go and look in the scriptures like he has with me this week in fact I've been in the scriptures all week because that was just a desire that, and a need that come to my heart to do I really want to go and look at some stuff and father I don't know where to start because there's 66 books of the bible there where do you want me to go and then Jeremiah 29 11 come and then I looked up the words in there then seen this word tapestry type of thick word and then it just started from there for me so just be led by God do what God puts in your heart he's inspiring and speaking with you are you listening people say well God you know I never hear God he never speaks to me but where's your focus is it the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eyes or the pride of life that's stopping you hearing that voice of God is in those still quiet moments when we take time with the father every day and it doesn't just have to be the morning or the night time it can be through the day as well as you get opportunity as god here call you to that time no even that let allow god to draw you and uh i want to finish off in titus there were many scriptures i could have used but i'm just going to finish off in titus and uh titus chapter 2 and in verse 11 it says for the grace of god no grace is god's favor to mankind grace is that god does the work and that God will do the work on your behalf as you're listening to him and following what he wants you to do. See, a lot of times we design our own things, what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I believe God wants me to do. But you'll soon know if it's what God wants you to do from the fruit that comes from it. And so really we want to catch what God has shown us to do. It's not our plans, it's his plans and uh, so you know god will confirm his plans with you and then you'll have a great peace in your heart it might seem a really good idea what you're planning but is there peace in it is there clarity in it is everything running smooth with that you know god has given you a brain also to use (laughs) uh, but really he wants you to use his wisdom and his enlightenment he's talking to your heart he really is it's just amazing what god can show you when we just get still when we put aside our own knowledge of the scriptures and allow God to open up what he wants us to see. You know, it's the length, the breadth, the depth and the height. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men. It's already appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, you know, clear-minded, righteously, walking in that righteousness, and godly in this present world we're supposed to be an example look guys look at my life this is what god has done this is what god is doing and this is what god can do for you because he's not a respecter of persons looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great god and our savior jesus christ 
you know, that's our goal. That's our, we press towards the mark of the high calling in God in Christ Jesus. Christ is coming back, guys. Amen. Okay, let's gird up our loins. Let's get our mind clear. Let's not be distracted with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. You know, that pride of life could, well, look at my knowledge. Look what I've known. I've, stood, I've been in this world for 37 years. You know, I've done this biblical research. You know, it's by my knowledge and by my effort and my learning that I've invested in that we're going to do this. No, it's not. It's by God's leading and unveiling to you his deep truths of what he wants you to do and what his plan is for today, right now, what he wants you to do. And he wants you to have that great hope of Christ's return. That'll keep you going through the challenging times because Jesus Christ literally can come back any moment now. All you've got to do is look what's going on in the world. And so now we need to be strong. Now we need to make up our minds, get focused, make a decision to do it with God and not do it with our own knowledge, effort or ability or somebody else's knowledge or their dividing of the scriptures. But allow God, you work with God. Work with God, guys. Really go to God with those scriptures. Use the things that you've been taught, like the the application of how to, you know, work the scriptures and stuff like that. Use those things and let God help you to use those things in the right way. And he'll open up to you things that you haven't even seen yet. Whether you've been in it 40 years or four, four hours. God is at work. And I was just really encouraged to share this with you. And that if you're being tempted, you know, to give up, to give in, to look elsewhere or the things in this world... That there's nothing wrong with being tempted. The sin is when we give in to temptation. The missing the mark is when we give in to that temptation, when we give in to that lust of the flesh, when we give in to that lust of the eye, when we get prideful. Just recognize, recognize your enemy, recognize when he's working against you. You know, we're to be wise, we're to be sharp. The word of God is quick, powerful, and sharp, and it pierces through everything, right? So have a great week don't be distracted keep your focus go over these records work it for yourself do the little word study on those uh what those words mean in galatians you know and and just shore up your walk with god and just get focused with him don't let other people tell you what you should believe you go to god he'll show you and what i'm speaking forth now is up to you to work up to you to go to god and say, Father, show me what's right and what's wrong. You know, that's your walk with the with the God with God. And so that's what I want to share, guys. I hope it's encouraged you. God bless your wonderful hearts. I love you, and it's been such a great night with all the great encouragement. And so that's it. Bless your wonderful heart.